Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, Million Dollar Agent. We are back again for another week of um, content. Um, what, what else do we do, guys? Resist the chocolate cookies. There's a, pa- a plate here of chocolate <laughs> cookies, and I've walked over specifically to just test my discipline, and I'm not going to have one. If so, you don't want to slip, don't hang around slippery spots, John. <laughs> That's what we so, do so here. I'm going to test this out. We're going to see. So John's gone. He's opened up a green tea bag. I'm going for the green tea Pepper. and no chocolate cookies. It's still still detox month. So uh, it's a very good thing. So I'm, I'm sitting here as we speak, about to start a, another very important podcast. I'm about to pour myself a little cup of peppermint twinings. It's not Ovio. Not our favourite. Anthea's Ovio. No. But Big shout out to Anthea and her Ovio brand, which, by the way, is stocked down the road here at Surrey Hills um, at our corner. Uh, we should have Health News Limited. I think we should speak to Mr. Miller, yeah, the head cheese, and just, I'm sure he'd be have nothing else more important on his plate than to uh, make a <laughs> shift. You can see brand, Anthea. It's looking good. Early discussion. <laughs> Everyone, go to ovio.com.au. I assume that's the website. She's a she. She is a great girl. She's a great girl, John. Like I'm, yeah, well, well, John, you know, I mean, I remember uh, visiting her a few times uh, last year when I was unwell. Yeah. And when you're vulnerable, you need someone that gives you um, certainty but compassion yeah. at the same time. And all I remember is yeah. I'd walk out of there being optimistic. Yeah, right? yeah, good. And I'd walk out of there with a... She, it's interesting. I think she's more... I think she's part health person but part coach because yeah. I actually said to her at one stage Anthea I don't think I could do that and she goes well maybe you've got to flip the switch and make yourself do that right nice. instead of actually nice. um, saying oh, great, great advice for all our listeners around our next topics too like maybe yeah. you've got to change your story Yeah, I, I haven't heard her say that but that's a great great story and, and you're right like anything is possible and, uh, you know, we were talking at work the other day about Elon Musk is sending people to Mars, right? Isn't he at the moment doing something That's like that? Yeah. yeah. And I just think, wow, imagine, you know, so you're, you're either going to get to 50 sales this year as your target or you've got to work out how to send someone to Mars. Like, you know, getting to 50 sales it should be pretty easy. Um, so I think it's all about the story you tell yourself. So that's yeah. a nice one. Change so the story, if, if change anyone is life. not well, go and see our dear friend Anthea at her naturopathy site and drink her tea like I'm not about to. <laughs> I'm about to have twinings, but I'll be back on the Ovio tomorrow, Troy. So what do we got today? Who's our... Uh... This is a great question because in some parts of Australia, there has been a little bit of uh, less buyer energy. Other properties are just going crazy. But, you know, we work in a lot of sub-markets and there is a group of real estate agents who have been trained in marketplaces where everything's sold. And I think that this question is coming from someone who might be struggling with the concept of... Um, vendor education, getting vendors to accept the reality of the marketplace and what the next step is. Here's the question. What do you do with a property that you have tried to sell for a few months with no success? The vendor is happy with things, but we're just not getting the numbers through and they're just happy to keep it on. So, um, it's good, it's good question. The first thing I want to say, Tommy, before we answer that is, uh, and it relates to the, the anti comment that we just made, it's around you have to be careful what you tell yourself what the story is. And there are people saying, oh, you know, the market's a lot tougher and it's shifted. A lot of it's because they're not listing the property at the right price and having the crucial conversations with the vendors every day. So, you know, before, let's face it, you didn't have to be world's best to get a good number of sales in the last few years in many markets of Australia. And obviously Perth's been tough, but 
certainly most big markets on the East Coast, big cities and, and towns, have had a pretty good time. So I think a lot of agents have probably become complacent, maybe even arrogant, some. Yeah. So I think, yeah, this is back to basics and make sure that you, that you are brilliant at everything you do and you execute things with surgical precision. And I don't think that's been happening a lot. And, and, you know, as they say, Warren Buffett, I think, Troy said, you know, when the tide goes out, we'll see who's been swimming with their tr- without any trunks. And I think that's, that's happening right now. The, the tide's gone out only so far as I think the sting has come out of the market. I think there's still plenty. And we, we spoke last week about that Haberfield sale that the professor over here on the other side of the table did. Couldn't happen without him, of course, you know. Added that last oh, yeah. half million or so from his auctioneering <laughs> skills. <laughs> Just that last half a million. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've got to really have a look at So p- part of the reason that some people are passing property in, yeah, there's been a genuine slight adjustment in, in the demand in, in some markets, but also because some agents have not been doing what they need to do. So first thing I'd say, Tom, is there's three things that I always teach our team. It's pricing, presentation and marketing. They're the three things that sell or don't sell a property. And then when you pour agent energy over the top of that, so agent commitment, energy, follow through, that's your formula. So in, I would say, I don't know what particular property this person was talking about, but in eight out of 10 instances, it's going to be price related. And that's the, uh, for some agents, that's the hardest one to adjust or the hardest one to discuss because they either painted themselves in a corner when they listed it and said, of course we'll get you 3.5 million, no problem at all, every day of the week. Then the feedback's coming in at 3 to 3.2 and they have trouble having a conversation that conflicts with their first one. So just as a coaching, make sure when you're discussing price up front, you don't commit either too much above or below and I just had one of our Maruba team recently, Troy, which is the other end, where one of our guys, uh, the vendor, who he knew quite well, was looking for a property sale price around four, and he thought it was high threes. And the vendor said, look, I won't sell under four. He gave it to another agent. And, and in his view, the other agent said early fours, and he thought he bought the listing, quote, unquote. In fact, it went to 4.3. So we don't know how much it's worth in reality. If we're experts, we'll know the best comparables that'll steer us in the right direction. But at the end of the day, you have to make sure that it's up to the market to, to give you some feedback and then up for you to maximise the market. So you know, pricing is, is key. So I'd review, revise the pricing. If you haven't already, get your colleagues from the office back through and just say, yeah. what's everyone feeling here? Now, hopefully they've been through and participated, but if not, it's high time you get them back. Um, and you have to sit down with your vendor and talk about, you know, what do we do from here? What's plan B? Because right now... Trying to get a million, feedback's been nine nine twenty five. I understand you'd like to get the million or very close to it. So would I, but let's assume at the moment that the market doesn't shift much beyond the current feedback. What is it that you intend to do next? And you need to have take a vendor to the next place where they can say, well, I don't know what am I going to do next because I've kept saying I don't want to sell unless I get a million, but I kind of have to sell mm. because I've got a, some sort of a commitment or some trigger that really yeah. forces me to sell. So. <coughs> I think pricing, um, next one is presentation. So yeah. what are the flaws of the property? So when I walk through, when I've listed a home, Tom, I go through with a vendor and I say, what I want us to do is go through now and try and together work out the buyers that come through that don't like the property, what is it that they won't like? So I kind of do that generally after I've listed it because you want to try and keep as much as practicable the listing conversation positive and upbeat. 
but I'll also go there often before I've listed it because for me I think it's still important but if I if I can list it and then say now let's walk through because I want to make sure that if there's anything that we can do to remove or minimize anything that could cause a barrier for a buyer I want to do it up front if we can do it so then I would do the same thing almost go through Troy as though you're listing it again like go through it by then you should have had feedback what's a buyer saying and then if you can fix something up, there's, you can either fix it or you can't. If yeah. it's on a busy road, you might say, I can't fix that. And I'll say, yeah, but you can get a quote for double glazing. You can get an architect or draftsman to revise the floor plan that might allow you to put the master bedroom at the back, not the front, or yeah. the living room at the back, not the front. So I think even though you physically can't change some basics about a house, I think you can often still enhance the, the uh, presentation. And the last one is marketing. You know, we talk a lot about local newspapers, we talk about realestate.com.au, we talk about making sure that your property is full and front in front of the buyers and you might have to embark upon a whole new marketing plan, which is painful for some agents and vendors because they've spent three or four thousand, five or six thousand, but marketing is key. And unless you market the property confidently, you know, basically you're gonna, the longer it's on the market, as we all know, the harder it is to sell. So if you don't get a sale in the first month, you've gotta be kind of, going hard again to get it sold in the second month. Well, we know as buyers as well that the longer, if we put our buyer's caps on, the longer a property's on the market, we start to find fault with What's that property. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah. We, we find that a problem and we start to think, well, why hasn't anyone else moved forward and tried to purchase this home over that course of five, six weeks? There's only two assumptions that most buyers make if a property's been on the market for several months. There's a problem or it's overpriced, neither of which helps us as a salesperson. So. You're right, Troy, you know, you don't want to put it out there. You need to get it sold within a certain time frame where it's still hot on the market, fresh to the market, and people aren't looking for problems that may or may not exist. What do you think of the concept where agents totally do a new relaunch? They, in many ways now, particularly the fact that we've got companies like realestate.com, they relaunch it on the website so it comes across as a new listing. They might take new photographs. They brilliant. create a new marketing campaign and yeah, adjust it. the price. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, all those things, Tom, well said. I think adjusting the price, if that's if that's like a part of it, uh, yeah, new photos could be really good. You might have some in, in the can that you can use that haven't been used or you might put a get some fresh ones done. Or you might even, Tom, just change on REA the hero image. I often say to a lot of our agents, just change the hero. You've done the front of the house. Now do the front, the garden, and the, you know, it might just kind of tweak the attention of people that might have looked beyond it or looked past it. Um, use a price guide. Uh, potentially remarket, re-auction it if you, if you like. I think that's a really good idea. Um, if you've identified there is a problem with presentation, you might need to get a stylist in. You might need to get a painter to paint something, fix something that's been offensive to people. I think that's brilliant. And we are in the game of trading attention. Gary Vee uses that phrase a lot. We what, what is it? Trade attention. We trade are in the game of trade attention. So if it does take a period to relaunch and have a different photo as the hero shot, you're trying to get the attention of the buyers that are currently in the market. Now, we know that buyers themselves can be in the market for a month, three months, six months, 18 months at different times. So you don't want to miss that opportunity by going from a premier all to a, just a normal feature. So by refreshing on those websites, on the portals, I think it's a great strategy. Uh, um, um, Troy, I sent out on Friday, and I, um, I think I sent John, you and Nicola, a Mel Robbins quick 30 yeah, second brilliant. video brilliant. where um, she turns and sp- 
was speaking to an agent and said, you've got to understand, you're not a psychotherapist. Mm. Yeah. Your vendors don't need therapy. They need someone to get their property sold for yeah, them. And she said, if you get caught too far into their emotions, you're going to be of no value. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good... You should trump with that link on your yeah. website, Tom. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a really good one. I might, yeah, I might even put that on social media because I actually can't help but thinking that there is some agents out there, John, that have a tendency to... Like this person says... Um, they're happy just to keep it on. There is a potential that this agent has got this relationship where they're not having a crucial conversation and they're just happy that the vendor's not unhappy. Cor- correct. And, and, you know, that happy merrily we roll along sort of happy where, you know, we'll just keep it going, no problem, I'm happy with you, Tom. And then an agent down the road rings up and says, hey, I've got a buyer for this. They're bang, your property's sold. So I think you've got to be paranoid. You've got to be careful. The other thing I've found in the, in the past, Troy, occasionally that I've used successfully is change the agent within the office. Sometimes a new like energy. Um, so if you've got, you know, obviously, hopefully you've got good relations within your office and the vendor is open to it, I would say, you know, maybe a new agent with a fresh set of energy and approach could be a good thing. So I think um, pricing, presentation, marketing. First thing is look at those, work out which is the one that's holding a property back. Look at it for, through a new, fresh set of eyes. Can you relaunch it? As you yeah. said, Tom, I think that's a great idea. And what do we have to do to relaunch it? Price guide, change price, REA, Premier, put it at the top of the REA listing stack, not the third page, fourth page, etc. Um, and then even look you know, as left field as changing the agent within the office um, if you're looking for some fresh energy. Thank you so much. Million dollar agent, guys, another week. I hope everyone is sticking to their habit former template through streaks. Streaks, get on the streaks. John, out of curiosity, if someone went onto the app last week and did four or five good days and then has dropped off, yeah. best piece of advice that you give to someone that sort of did Just four or five days. Don't beat yourself up. Just get back on the horse. Realise that everyone is imperfect and just... Yeah, a lot of people do it. They, oh, I'm so disappointed. I've let myself down. Everyone lets themselves down. Just get back on the horse. Just get back on there. And I've, I've done the same thing and even since I've been starting it over the last couple of weeks. A couple of days, but you just get back on it. Then all of a sudden you feel proud. Great, I've done two in a row now. Three. That's why I love about the app. Yeah. Because you know how Gary Vee talks about one's greater than zero? Yeah. Which is one, I think, one of his famous and great sayings that just doing. One push-up a day is better than not doing a push-up. Some people say, look, when I get the time and I hire a personal coach and I do this and I join a gym and I reckon I could probably get to 50 push-ups in a day. Well, guess what? Just do one in your lounge room tomorrow morning before you get, you know, go into the shower. That's a hell of a start. So I think that's what I love about the Streaks app. Yeah. I heard, as I was leaving the gym this morning, I heard a guy say to the PT at the front, uh, I bludged today. I didn't, I didn't push hard enough. And the PT said, at least you were here. Yeah, very good. You were here. That's very good. Alrighty, guys. See you next week. See you then. Bye, guys.